Hey guys, and welcome back to the Posh Cockney Podcast, hospitality news brought to you by the Industry Titans. And first of all, big thanks to Freddie from Embargo last week for coming on the show. We've had some phenomenal comments. I don't know if you've seen on our socials, but the Posh Cockney Podcast has gone worldwide. We're being listened to now in Australia, Japan, South America, America. So thanks so much to all the listeners out there. So we're in another three-week lockdown, which obviously we knew that was going to happen, but it's still very scary times for many of you in the hospitality business. If you checked out our socials this week, we are doing a free 30-minute consultation to any UK business that's in the hospitality sector. So please get in touch with us today. Uh, drop us an email at cv19help at poshcockney.co.uk. That's cv19help at poshcockney.co.uk. And one of my team of specialists will help you talk through strategy, web development, marketing, PR, anything you need or any guidance you need to uh, help your business come through this pandemic. We're here to help you. Let's move on to this week's show. So uh, we've got Pete Warden from LXA. He's the hospitality director there. Uh, and he's also a very good friend of mine. So I really hope you hear some really interesting uh, stuff from him today. I know that the coronavirus has hit many people hard, but Pete is certainly somebody to speak to for a cool and calm collective character and also a wealth of experience and knowledge. And welcome back to the Posh Scotney podcast. This week's Tyson is Pete Warden. Pete, how are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Liam. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. What have you been up to on the, uh, the the lockdown at the moment? Are you keeping busy? Well, trying, trying, absolutely. Uh, still got a few bits of work going on and then uh, agreed a long list of to-do things in the house that we will be putting off. I'm sure most people are in the same boat, decorating and tidying and gardening and organising. Obviously, it's been uh, godsend having the lovely weather when you get some stuff done, but uh, like most, I'm a little bit bouncing off the walls at times, but uh, that's the way it's going, isn't it? So is Mrs. Warden the, the boss now? <laughs> Mrs. Warden is always the boss. <laughs> I, I knew you'd answer like that. Um, look, let's go straight into it. Obviously, this is a hospitality podcast. So um, the listeners will want to know, who is Pete Warden and what was your hospitality journey? So uh, like a lot of people in the hospitality industry, uh, it was something that I kind of fell into. Started off working in a pub many, many moons ago, more years than I care to uh, divulge on this uh, podcast, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, working in a pub part-time whilst at the study, Loved it, fell in love completely with the culture, with the camaraderie, uh, with the enjoyment, with the uh, every day is a little bit different. Um, worked, I was in Birmingham actually, that's where I uh, originally grew up. So yeah, worked in a few different uh, pubs and bars and things in Birmingham. And then uh, had the opportunity to actually go out to Dubai in the late 90s and open Planet Hollywood. Um, so my first foray into big bartending, big restaurants, that kind of thing was uh, was over in the Middle East. Obviously very different place in Dubai back in the late 90s, about 10% of the size it is now. Uh, opened Planet Hollywood, big high profile opening. Obviously everybody was there. Sylvester Sloan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis with his band, Demi Moore. Uh, so that was great fun. Uh, over there for a couple of years. So that's where I did. Uh, started off bartending and then waiting on and then management training. And it was really good experience, good grounding to see how these uh, big American brands did it because their training was excellent um, and really went into detail. So I got a really firm understanding across all uh, elements of the business, really. Uh, but I was still quite young and wanted to not be too tied down. So I, I, after a couple of years uh, and opening a nightclub with them as well, I came back to the UK uh, and then spent the next few years uh, in and around Manchester, Liverpool, opened a few great bars up there. Uh, the original restaurant bar and grill, which is part of the individual restaurant company, opened the Platinum Lounge in Liverpool, which is a cool bar with the beef and organ organization the guys who do the Beetham Towers in Manchester and Birmingham and Liverpool and then moved into restaurant side away from the bar 
did a lot of wine stuff and then started um, really, really taking an interest in progressing my career then. So I was looking for opportunities that would give me a maximum uh, experience, really. I mean, that, that's certainly a piece of advice I'd give to anybody working hospitality, especially at the younger age, is, is, is maximize your, your experience as much as you can. Try and get in every kitchen, try and get in behind the bar, try and get in, uh, understand the back office systems and how everything works, because it will do you great, great standing in the future. And then I uh, got the opportunity to head back out to the Middle East. So I went back out to Dubai, uh, was running a couple of cocktail bars and restaurants for uh, the Wafi Group, uh, which is owned by uh, Sheikh Mana, who's cousin of Sheikh Mohammed, the world of Dubai. Spent a good few years there. And then with them, we actually set up a restaurant franchise division so some concepts that we developed at Wafi franchised out and that was when Dubai was really booming so we opened um, the Mall of the Emirates where the ski slope is we did nine restaurant openings on the same day in that mall uh, two at the ski slope and then the rest of them spread out across the mall and spent the next few years we opened about 40-50 restaurants over that time all over the Middle East really uh, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Kuwait, Qatar, Bahrain, Egypt, Saudi so pretty crazy time but really good fun and again really really uh, great experience. I met my wife or um, well, I'd met her previously uh, but uh, got convinced to come out to Dubai and, and, and be with me uh, which was fantastic and then decided to return to the UK to have our little one and that was 2007, rejoined the individual restaurant company, spent a good few years with them opening new sites, heading up um, management training, beverage development, uh, operational stuff. And then, believe it or not, gotten for punishment for the third time, headed back out to Dubai. Uh, I was headhunted to go back and run the company I'd previously set up uh, and then spent the next few years, again, further developing those concept brands, opening a load more sites. So I ended up probably in total of uh, opening about probably 80 restaurants uh, all over the Middle East in, in the time I was out there, which is madness. But uh, really good fun and then joined a company called TGP uh, who have some fantastic brands and there the, what, what that, that was really my move into consultancy uh, away from uh, the bread and butter operational stuff uh, and we were developing new restaurant concepts we were working with existing brands bringing them over uh, to the Middle East and to London as well uh, we launched Dominic Council in London we launched by Chloe in London we took Asia to Cuba around the world um, working for a great team over there so I was the uh, CEO over there for a few years and then finally decided it was some time I did something for myself and set up a new division at the existing company called LXA, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit more in a minute. But I set up the hospitality division there. And really what we uh, did was base it in London. Uh, but we are we are global, but a lot of our work is in London. And we design restaurant concepts. We work with international brands, bringing them into the UK or taking them overseas. Uh, we do operational setup and support systems, recruitment, work with property agents and every other third-party company you could think of that's needed to, uh, to create and launch things. So pretty good fun, pretty mad, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, what a what a career that sounds like. So Dubai three times, and then uh, and then running a huge hospitality company in London. What's the what's the difference in uh, working in L- London and Dubai to you? Uh, walking mostly, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> uh, there's not much opportunity in Dubai to be able to uh, get out and uh, pound the pavement and walk around. Everything's driving. Uh, but no, the the big the big difference is obviously London is is the centre for 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 restaurants and hospitality and food. Really, it's it's considered to be absolute pinnacle. Uh, obviously, Dubai has a lot of great brands but it's still very much growing and developing uh it's got a few challenges now and um excluding the one challenge we all have at the moment which we'll talk about in a bit i'm sure but uh yeah it's a little bit open too many restaurants too fast a little bit oversaturation both have a lot of goods uh, obviously there's pros and cons of everything but no being in london the last few years now absolutely loving it wouldn't really want to have a business like this anywhere else just because of the, of the diversity and the opportunities really i've obviously had the pleasure of working with yourself on, on a number of projects at Wahlberg's 
isn't happy and mostly recently obviously Bosporus which is open opening at the end of this year but tell us about what LXA as a company as a whole do I mean I know you've got uh, many divisions there sure sure uh, I mean LXA has been going almost 20 years uh, believe it or not originally set up in London um, initially more professional services um, so project management uh, quantity surveying so they would oversee the build of a lot of hospitality so restaurants bars uh, nightclubs hotels uh, but also a few things outside the hospitality field uh, private education high-end residentials some offices uh, we have a lot of creative services on offer now as well to go side by side with the professional services so we have a fantastic interior design team an amazing branding team and then my team which is the hospitality team so what we're able to offer clients which is quite unique we feel uh, is a full turnkey solution um, so if they come to us we either we have an existing brand they want to bring in from overseas um, we can work with them on uh, the, the business planning on the uh, tweaking of the concepts as, as needed um, for, for the London market on uh, property selection if need be if they haven't already found a site working with our network of property agents and then we can design it we can build it and whilst all that's going on my team and I will do the full operational setup quite a lot of our clients uh, are overseas based so we end up managing that whole thing for them and it gives them one point of contact really for all of that as opposed to having to go to individual interior designers graphic designers project management companies and then the support they, they get it all in one place with us and that, that really helps them use their time efficiency obviously has economies of scale on the fee structure as well and we're very good at it what's the perfect client for LXA I think at the moment our real niche has become working with international companies that want to come to London so either you've got your brand and you want to come to London and invest in London but you just don't know the market and, and, and the contacts and you need the help. Or if you're a brand or a company rather that's got a brand and wants to bring it to London, say you might you might be a franchising company based elsewhere, but you have the franchise rights for London, you want to come here. We, we can step in and fill all the gaps. And that's really what we do. We do different things for different people. Some clients will have an operations team on the ground here and just need a bit of support. Some clients will have nobody here whatsoever and need us to manage the whole thing. We don't just do the full turnkey. We will work in isolation as well. We can just offer interior design. We can can just offer hospitality, you can just offer project management. But where we really come into our own is when all our services combine together. We're about 30 strong in London. Uh, we're all in the same office. So everything gets done very efficiently, very quickly. We're all bouncing ideas off each other and talking every single day. Before we go on to the coronavirus, where is LXA going to be in the market in two to three years? We're not planning on growing hugely in terms of in terms of the size of our team. We have a good size and I think we're, we're, we're happy with that. But certainly we want to be absolutely known as the go-to company for clients that need turnkey solutions um, that want to bring new brands or uh, bring existing brands over we want to be that client where anybody says oh I'm, i've got this brand i want to come to london i know it's great but i just need some help who do i talk to and i want every single person whether it's a property agent whether it's a lawyer whether it's a marketing pr guy to turn around and go you know what the guys you need to talk to are lxa so, yeah, let's talk about the coronavirus, then, Pete. How is that affecting LXA right now? I mean, we're in the same boat as everybody else. It's, it's massively affected uh, across the board. Because we are a little diversified, it's had different effects in different parts of the business. But if I talk about mine specifically, obviously, all of our restaurants that we work with with our clients are temporarily closed, as, as everybody else's are. Um, Happy, particularly Circus, obviously, was a huge restaurant we opened only three weeks before. Uh, big 300 cover. One of the most successful restaurant openings we've ever done we were doing 
doing 800 to 1200 covers a day within within two days of opening and nearly 1900 covers on the Saturday so um, it was a bit heartbreaking to have to close that down after three weeks but uh, there we are um, so obviously my team and I managed the effective close down of that and, and our other sides for burgers uh, and, and a few others so yeah all open restaurants obviously are closed what we're doing with our clients is to try and help manage the information flow obviously as as more and more things get released by the government the business rates was a great relief for everybody especially for the big london sites that have massive business rates so again sharing that information because again a lot of our clients are based overseas so it's channeling that information through and, and we're still responsible for keeping an eye obviously on the sites and, and making sure they're all good separate to that obviously we've got a lot of projects in development things that are supposed to be opening in the next few months or things that are supposed to be opening in six to nine months and as as you would expect most things have gone on hold for now we've got a few things that we're still doing some development work on but most people are waiting to see what happens before they commit to further spending uh, obviously building sites are still technically open for the hospitality it's probably a 80, 85 90% shutdown of everything that we were doing temporarily um, which is which is bizarre uh, somebody that's used to being incredibly busy twiddling the thumbs a bit other parts of the business have slowed down of course but uh, some of the education projects for example haven't stopped yet uh, believe it or not one or two clients have actually uh, asked us to potentially start some new work fairly soon we want to use this time wisely and uh, which is nice probably an ideal time potentially to do some refurbishment work to do some project work that was, that was pending but obviously it'll all depend on but people have the cash flow to be able to do that so not many people are in that luxurious situation so it's going to be a very interesting time and still trying to look ahead I mean we're, we're happy we're, we're working on the new menu that we're going to relaunch with so that's, that's super positive and optimistic and, and and for Wahlburgers we're making some changes to the signage that we were, they were planning on doing and making some changes to some of the interior stuff or we will be at least before we reopen everybody's hoping that we'll come out of this relatively quickly but at the same time people are being fairly realistic and thinking it's going to have a, have a, have a big effect for not just the next two to three months but certainly probably the next three to six months if not a little bit longer in terms of getting back to normality and even that said who knows what normality will be again will, will, will we ever get back to the same place uh, after everybody spent all this time working at home maybe nobody will bother going to the office ever again well yeah you're right there. I think now the amount of meetings that everyone's having on some, uh, things like Zoom and, and all the other channels you've got there to have your uh, have your networking calls etc um, it's making it clear that actually you, you might not have to go into an office or do face to faces as much as we have mm-hmm. done in the past I mean, the, the amount of time um, that you not wasted in the day but the amount of time that you spend traveling to meetings and um, you know you hope most of them are successful but some of them aren't and you know efficiency in a business I think might be re-looked at again and um, when this is all over and uh, yeah I mean look it, it, a time of crisis calls on uh, cool heads and, and I'm sure lots of the owners that you deal with they're looking at you with your wealth of experience and sort of getting your insights and how are you combating that how are you taking all that on right now certainly the advice we're giving is let's just take it each day at a time because it's a very much a developing situation uh, we obviously save as much money as we possibly can at the moment we've contacted obviously all of our suppliers and said i'm very sorry given the current situation we're going to have to hold for now obviously some of them aren't happy with that but everybody's in the same boat we're not just going to be putting money out when there's no money coming in so we contacted suppliers i think it's important to keep the dialogue going and not just to blank everybody mm. to contact suppliers let them know that we fully intend to pay them in the long term but for now we're having to just hold everything and see what develops similar thing for service providers everything from uh, music systems to pest control to uh, waste management all those things that you've got probably on direct debits or you've got the existing uh, assignments of the IT guys for example there is no support so we've contacted all of our service providers and most of them have been very very flexible and have put all of our direct mm. debits on hold for now so that monthly outgoings and then some of them are only smaller amounts but they all add up and across multiple sites they all add up even more so I think certainly that's that's something else that we've done 
on very quickly to try and stop any outgoings there, uh, but doing it in the right way rather than just cancelling direct debits. We're going and talking to the service providers first, and then they've all pretty much unanimously said, of course, we're not going to take any payments at the moment. So that's that's been positive too. Obviously, all the staff that are being furloughed and are being kept are, um, on with the, in, in the longer term, obviously communication with them is important. They're all just as worried as, as, as we are. Obviously, they've all got uh, mouths to feed and bills to pay. So keeping the dialogue open with the staff, um, obviously, very much in the case of when we know things more detail, we'll tell you. Um, so, yeah, communication really is it. Uh, keep keep calm. Still try and have some structure in, in what we do. We're still having weekly meetings with the investors and the owners of the businesses. We're still talking to, the, for example, the GMs and the head chefs and, and then know what's going on. Trying to make sure that as and when we are ready to come out of it, we, we still have a team enough in place and we still have a structure enough in place to be able to react as quickly as we need to. Well, like I said earlier, we're, we're working on uh, many projects together and, and, and it's great to have you in the team and uh, having that cool head and, and lending advice to, to us all uh, in these times. Look, any listener that's out there right now, LXA are, for me, one of the best companies in London right now. Uh, both David's, uh, Richard, um, yourself and, and uh, Sarah over in Dubai, it's, it's a phenomenal team and uh, I look forward to working with you a lot more in the future. What is your social media handles, uh, Pete, so anyone can get hold of you guys after or, and your email, so if people do want some advice, on the coronavirus or and um, they want to get in touch with you to tend your services how can they get hold of you anyone who wants to get hold of me personally they're more than welcome to reach out uh, obviously i have plenty of time at the moment uh so my personal email pete.warden at we are lxa so that's w-e-a-r-e-l-x-a.com i'm happy to uh, hear from anybody uh our, our website is www.wearelxa.com uh we've got a lot, lot of our interesting projects and, and and a bit of an overview of who we are on there some interesting pictures we had done in our photo shoot as well so feel free to have a look and a laugh at those and on instagram we are lxa projects so again have a look at some of our recent work and things we've been up to on there so hopefully they'll, uh, they'll find it interesting fantastic and before we go um, i'm asking all of our uh, our guests what will be the first thing you do when this is all over in hospitality well will you book a show with the wife will you go on holiday will you are you looking forward to going to your favorite restaurant what, what are you going to do well i think it's going to be an absolutely crazy time so certainly as much as i'd love to go away on holiday that's not going to happen but no i think it'll be getting the restaurant we opened as quickly as possible to book, book smiles on all of our clients and investors' faces, and then I think it will be a big night out with uh, with colleagues, probably some and, and, me. and, and yeah, probably <laughs> some champagne, probably some uh, probably some dancing, and, and and definitely a bit of crazy time with you, you and everybody else. <laughs> Fantastic, Pete. Thank you so much for coming on. Great My absolute pleasure. You. Thank you. And that was Pete Warden on the Posh Company podcast. Thanks, Pete, for coming on. Uh, what a phenomenal career you've had. Dubai sounds like it owes a lot to you in the restaurant scene. Phenomenal stories. Like I said, looking forward to working on many more projects with you for the rest of 2020 and beyond. Uh, let's talk about next week's show. We've got Aaron Sinkaya, general manager of Cafe de Paris on the show. Looking forward to that. And don't forget to check us out on social media. Um, at Liam Norval across Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter. Obviously, Posh Company on, on the same channels. And uh, drop us an email. Liam.Norval at poshcockney.co.uk and check out the website www.poshcockney.co.uk and don't forget what we said at the start of the show our free 30 minute consultation to any UK hospitality business um, running that from this week up until the end of the lockdown and that email address is cv19help at poshcockney.co.uk guys have a great week and we'll see you next week bye bye